You hear their fire crackle. We're getting kindled. We're getting kindled for God. We're going to be on fire for God. The only way to be on fire for God is to see the fire of God. So like Moses on top of the mountain. Let's look at the fire. See the glory of God and let's get complete in it. Let's get kindled. Hey guys, welcome back to actually a brand new season. That's why there was a delay. That's why it's been forever, it feels like, since I've uploaded. It's because I'm starting season two of the podcast this episode. And first season, it probably didn't feel much like a season. All my episodes were like singular and they really didn't connect. And some seasons are going to be like that. But this one... I have a theme, and the reason it's taken so long is because I'm recording all of these episodes for season two, all five episodes, I'm going to record back to back. And the reason I'm doing that is one, so I don't repeat myself, and two, it's because I want to be able to just flow through the topic of the the topic smoothly without it being like, so like, feels like disjointed, I had to recap because... I'm going to film it all at once, then release them once a week. So that's the reason for the delay. But anyways, I want to get right into what I'm going to be talking about this season and why I feel like it's so important. So this season, I'm going to be talking about why Jesus and his death and resurrection is important. That may sound like a stupid topic, especially since my main target audience is people that already know Christ. Um, But I feel like it's very important. Um, It's important because a lot of us, although we may know what he did, you know, and and the I'll I'll just go ahead and say it, I guess. No need to be like obscure. Um, We already know that he died and raised from the dead and that therefore paying for our sins and transgressions against our father that's the what but really to understand more about that process and to understand why we should care right that's another thing when we're talking about why we should we care about that is because we we need ah, stumbling over my words i'm struggling we need to care about that right that's significant to being a Christian and to walk in our faith but in order to truly walk in that I feel like we need to uncover more about the why did he come and die for our sins and why should we care right that's what the season is all about is the why's because you know a lot of times we know the we know what you know in the bible the what usually isn't you know what we don't understand we know what happened we know what's going to happen. We know what, you know, what exactly each person did, what the role they filled, whatever, right? But what we lack usually is an understanding of why it had to be done that way or why certain things lined up the way they did. You know, with a lot of things in the Bible, this takes a lot of prayer and it takes a lot of Holy Spirit enlightenment. And that's the same thing with this topic today. But further on on the thing about jesus is since it's the center of the faith you know christianity that the center of it paul says if you could disprove his death and resurrection then the faith 
is nothing, basically. That that has the implication that the center of the faith, everything is based on one thing, and that's Jesus, right? In his salvation of Christians. Otherwise, we're all Jews. Or our faith would be, we would all be Jewish faith. And so, that goes to show that, okay, since he's the center, it is very much fleshed out in the Bible why it's important and why it's needed and why we should care about its significance because you know it's it's one thing to know that there is significant it's another thing to care about its significance you know there's a lot of significant things that happen in life for a lot of people but most of the time we don't care about other people's significant events because it has nothing it doesn't pertain to us but the thing about Jesus it pertains to everyone right specifically if you believe in christianity right it, you should care about this more than anything else in life. And if you don't believe in Christianity, if you ever want to convert, it is centered on Jesus, the figure, the man, the God. And so all that to bring into perspective of the questions I'm going to put into the air so you can think about while I go through this season and while I go through this episode and everything. And it's this, why did Jesus come? And why should I care that Jesus came? You know, and oftentimes we, 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 I really want to focus on this first episode is the issue at hand with not caring, right? Why is it detrimental if I'm already saved to care more, you know, and my, my, uh, reasoning for its importance kind of hinges on something that I cannot prove, but is based on sound logic. And I'm, I'm a logical person, so this this makes much it makes a lot of sense to me, even though only God can tell if it's true. So I'll have to wait until I reach my heavenly home to know. But it hinges on this, that if I say I believe in something, yet show no care towards that belief do i truly believe it the best example for this that i've i've thought of is if i say if someone says they love me right they love me it's a friend it's romantic it it could be a family anything right they love me yet every single action they do goes against that they say one thing right they say it and they say it they say it so authentically in what seems to be sincerely they may even think it sincerely you know, they, they genuinely talking to me are like, I genuinely love you. And they may mean that. But if every act or fruit or everything they do goes against those words, their heart, in my logic and reasoning, does not portray that they believe in that statement. Right? They truly don't love me. For example, they say they love me, yet they gossip about me. Yet... They say they love me, yet when they could help me in my workplace or something, they instead harm me and take the job instead of allowing me to be promoted, right? There's, instead of helping me study and stuff, they instead take my binder. You know, what, whatever, whatever the case may be. The, the example goes to show that if someone says something, yet everything they do is against those words, even if they say the words sincerely, they don't believe in their true heart in those words. And that's why the Bible talks about 
we judge we don't judge people but to judge another christian you judge their fruit right if you want to know someone's if they're truly a christian and follow after god you judge the fruit of their um life and you know fruit aren't we we try to make those really obvious you know if someone's on stage and doing all that stuff oh they have fruit that's not true the fruit described is kindness love patience you know faith it, it, there's numerous i forget all of them pardon me but it's it goes along the idea that the fruit is significant in telling someone's how how saved they are and so the people and they get offended on that behalf because they read the bible and they're like love everyone don't judge them yes i'm going to love you yes i'm not going to go and condemn you but don't try to walk in self-righteousness when everything you do opposes that furthermore if you want your salvation if you, if you think you are saved yet you do not care about what you profess right you can profess jesus is lord saves me from my sin and all that stuff that's in in any rate he died and rose again and he saved me right you profess that if you confess that you are saved per the bible right and you have to believe that statement that's the only thing you have to do you have to have faith that jesus died forgave you of your sins and then rose again right that's what you that's all you have to do to get to heaven but simply saying it is not having belief in it and so hence my argument if you say that yet everything you do opposes that then i don't think you believe it thus are you truly saved is the question i'm not going any further than that because i don't know the answer that's a jesus answer that's a, that's a that's a god answer right we had to wait till heaven to see that but we do know that people that just simply call on his name won't be saved that's said in matthew right people will come to him lord lord and jesus will tell them i don't know you that's because they didn't truly believe in his divinity they didn't truly believe in his salvation they simply just said it they did all this stuff in his name quote unquote right they brought glory to his name but they never believed it thus brings in this idea that apathy is not only deadly apathy which is lack of care is not only deadly to our you know current state of kindledness how kindled we are for god but it's deadly to our salvation right because if you don't care about jesus and his death and resurrection in your constant kindled walk with god your everyday walk right if you think you're further than that you're past that you've graduated you are whatever whatever and you no longer care you are risking your current walk because how can you be kindled if you don't constantly remind yourself and humble yourself in that i am at the i am at the feet of the father who's forgiving me through the mediator jesus christ sitting at his right hand right if you don't remind yourself constantly of that how can you stay kindled and humble for god and then two are do if you truly don't care about jesus do you believe in him enough Oh, I just bumped my desk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you truly believe in him enough? Because you don't you don't even care about his what he did for you and everything. So that's that's 
that's the danger of it, right? Is apathy. And so that's that's this first episode. I really want to make it clear that there is a danger in a lack of care. And there is a danger and that danger I'm gonna so I talked about that in your salvation. I should probably talk about it in your kindleness. I mentioned kind of humbleness and and staying, you know, at the feet of Jesus, at the feet of the Father, you know. Well, the reason that's significant is because we see pride is the constant downfall of good men. Apathy, therefore, is the constant downfall of godly good men. Because when you stop and you turn your eyes from Jesus, because in the, in, in the New Testament, constantly they write about keeping your eyes on Jesus. You know, when you have nothing, you have everything when you have Jesus. Where do you find your identity? In Jesus. Where do you, where do you find your contentment and your joy? In Jesus. So if you start to turn your eyes away from him for a season, I'm not going to say for a day, because sometimes life happens, right? But if you if you continuously turn your eyes from from Jesus and what He did for you, you are now having you're opening a door for pride. You're opening a door for ungratefulness. You're opening a door for you to look at the storm rather than Jesus, right? Because in in the you you see this perfectly with Peter as he's walking on the water. Right, a lot of you, if you're a Christian, been in church, you know the story. But significant in this context is this: you don't fuck if you look away from Jesus and your salvation and your your purpose and your joy and your contentment and what you're most grateful for in your existence. Right, that should be Jesus number one. If you look away from that, what are you now doing? You are now looking at everything, anything, and everything around you. And in Peter's circumstance, that was a that was a storm. That was bad things. That was danger. That was things that were coming to harm him. But for some time, sometimes when you look away, it's to look at something pleasant. It's to look at some bountiful things, to abundance. And that's where pride comes in. So instead of drowning in despair like Peter did, you end up drowning in pride and false hope like Saul did. In the Old Testament, right? He looked away from God and walked away from God, not because there was danger, not because he, he, he thought God wasn't worthy. He looked away because he thought there was something, he, he saw the pleasant, he saw the offering, he saw the work rather than the God he's working for. And you know, and that, that's, that's where this idea, and, and somehow we, we've got this idea of we graduate from the gospel. But if I recall correctly, the whole New Testament is almost the regurgitating of the gospel in different forms with different levels of maturity, going to different heights and different depths, and it's going to different you know levels and why it's important. But it's, it's, it's simply, it is a constant reminder of Jesus mixed with struggles of those people so whatever they're struggling with they brought it back to jesus everything they did but nowadays we almost treat it like this you go you get saved right i am saved i found god i came to church they i said the prayer i went to the altar i got prayed for and now i'm gonna go on and walk my christian walk it's not a starting point 
Jesus isn't the starting point. Sure, that's how you get in, but that's not where you start and then you continue walking from that. You walk with that, if that makes sense, right? Like a starting line, you walk away from it, and then you go to the end, wherever the end may be. Which for Christianity would be salvation, heaven, right? But the thing is, with Jesus, he's not a starting line. He's a door that you walk through and then walk with, right? Okay, like with Jesus, it, it says in Second Corinthians, I recently read it, realized, that's why I'm so specific, is that when you accept Jesus, you receive the Spirit, and that is where... Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That is an often quoted verse. That is talking about the veil in our eyes to be able to see the truth. Right? So when you accept Jesus, you can begin to see the truth. Right? But you don't walk away from the one who showed you the truth. You continue to walk with him so you know more and more truth. Right? So, going back to this idea. Nowadays, it's almost like we graduate and, and just walk away from and do our own thing and walk with God. But in trueness... To truly walk in that kindled fire with God, which is the what this podcast is called for a reason, is because if you truly are kindled, you constantly need salvation, you constantly need a mediator, you constantly need someone to advocate for you, but not just for him to do things, but to recognize what he's already done. See, it is a, this life, you constantly, it's a constant reminder. I've been reading a lot of Paul's writing recently, just trying to understand who he is. And through his life, it is a constant reminder of how much he needs Jesus, because he is not good enough. How much he needs Jesus, because Paul is not good enough. Paul, this amazing man, at moments looks like he's more than a man. The stuff he writes is insanity compared to a lot of stuff we deal with. I mean, you, you, some of the stuff he writes as he, he's endured and now is content and full of joy, that's insanity compared to our life. But he was simply a man that only kept his eyes on Jesus as long and as full as possible. And I say, that's what we have to do. We have to care about Jesus, right? And I'm going to, this whole season, I'm going to be diving in even more why we should care why it's important to be saved why why everything but this first episode i really want to nail home the danger of a saved christian not truly caring karen care my goodness not karen (laughs) caring about jesus the true importance of how dangerous it is not to care because when you don't care about jesus you risk so much. But when you do care about Jesus, you not only are safer in your salvation and in your Kindle walk, but also you have more, right? You can have nothing in the world and have everything with Jesus. And everything, we oftentimes think everything is riches, and we think it's health, and we think it's having relationships. No, no, no. Everything. He simply is the everything. Mm. I feel like that's for someone. It's for me. Maybe it's for me. Maybe that's what it is. God simply is the everything that he promised us. Right? A lot of people, they they try to push this idea of everything. Right? You, Everything will be added unto you. You get saved. Everything will be added unto you. And I want to tell you, as someone who's been walking for nearly three years of just only God. Really just wanting God only. You know, having good seasons, having bad seasons, having... What feels like abundance and what feels like drought. If you read the Bible 
and from my, your own testimony, you will realize that abundance with God does not mean abundance on earth. Abundance with God simply is a faith and a heart and a kindleness of God is the everything he promised, so I need no more. I am content with only God, and therefore I'm content in everything. I have joy in God, therefore even if the world strips my comes against me and takes my happiness, my joy is God. He is the I am. So, first episode, like I said, I'm doing these all back to back. So for me, it's just going to be a second. But this is going to be the first week, the first episode, and it's really going to nail home the dangers of apathy for a godly walk, for a kindled walk. It's dangerous to forget Jesus and not care about Jesus in the gospel. I hope this finds you well. I know it's been a long time. This next season is going to be back to back to back. Five episodes, five weeks. You're going to love it. Um, See you guys in the next episode. Peace.